Welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered. When it comes to working hard and keeping it real, we know our shit. Self-care, happiness, inner peace, and time. I'm Brianna Rooney, and this is Taylor Bradley. Hey, y'all. And we have thrived in chaos and turned it into an art form. So, Taylor, what are we doing here today? We're here to give you a raw, under-the-hood view of all things recruiting and finally give credit where credit is due to a long, underrated industry that's full of, quote-unquote, experts. All right. Well, then let's take this show to the road. Hello, welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered. We have another very special guest, and I will say, I don't think one that we've had um, in this role before. We have Tyke Lewis, who is a VP of engineering. Normally we bring in TA and recruiters on this, but I love what we're talking about because we want to unite hiring managers and recruiters. How do we do that? And actually, I found Tyke on LinkedIn on on, uh, on on the feed. He's just like speaking to all these great things. I'm like, that's a recruiter heart. But he's a VP of engineering. I have to talk to him. Hey, Tyke. Hey, Taylor. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and excited to chat. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, I mean, like, let's just let's just talk about it. What um, I guess when in your career, because you've had you've had quite a great career. You know, we'll we'll definitely share um, your LinkedIn so we're gonna check you out. But um, when in your career did you decide, wow, recruiters are actually my friends? Because we don't <laughs> hear that often. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, uh, it's very interesting. Uh, very early in my career, I started hiring and um, I, I looked to my peers to see how they were reaching out to candidates, how they were engaging with uh, recruiters and was honestly underwhelmed. Um, I hear so many of my, my peers would talk about the importance of the relationship with product managers or the importance of the relationship with their designers or their QA counterparts. Um, and they seem to put so little energy into the the relationship with their recruiter. And um, the, I, I maybe was fortunate, um, and, and I had just a wonderful recruiting partner who was easy to talk to and fun and energetic, and the two of us hit it off, and um, my roles got hired so much faster, and there was such high-quality candidates coming in, and everybody started looking to me to to ask me, what is different? What are you doing? And how is this happening? And I realized uh, putting the time and the energy into the relationship with your recruiters makes so much of a difference in terms of uh, landing good candidates, engaging with good candidates, um, and the speed at which you can hire people. And so um, not only is it fun, but it worked out so much better in terms of filling my team. Love it. Like, who would have thought you have a good relationship and they do a great job for you, right? (laughs) So do you think that you would have um, placed such an emphasis or value on having that good relationship with the recruiter if the recruiter didn't have like that great energetic personality? Or were you like, no, I know this is the success to good hiring that I need to establish this this relationship with them? Or was it specific to that one great recruiter? Yeah, um, it's I mean, it's definitely not specific to that one great recruiter. I think that one great recruiter helped break the seal for me, helped me understand the importance of this relationship. And since then, I've taken it with me to every recruiter that I've worked with, um, either in-house or, um, you know, working with sort of any recruiter that is that is there to help me that um, some aren't quite as energetic, some aren't quite as positive, but I still understand the the importance of a, a good relationship there. So I think this, this one recruiter just really helped me understand that a really healthy relationship can make all the difference. 
So you really vibed with that one recruiter, but I you mentioned that there's some recruiters that haven't been as energetic. What steps do you take if you're, you know, because we talk about how important it is as recruiters to have this great relationship with a hiring manager and how to overcome these challenges with challenging hiring managers. But what steps would you as a hiring manager take to overcome maybe, uh, and I'm not articulating this well, but you, you're not having the best vibes or the dynamic doesn't seem as great or there maybe the recruiters a little bit standoffish. Like, what do you do to overcome that to get to that point in the relationship where you're, you can have a successful recruitment cycle? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think there, there, there are a couple things that I've done. Um, one and kind of the easiest one, I, I don't see this with a lot of other hiring managers is just taking the time and making it a priority to spend time with them. Um, I think so many hiring managers are overwhelmed. They have meeting overload. They feel like they don't have any time. And so they don't have time to speak with their, their recruiting partner and taking the time meeting one-on-one meeting regularly, reviewing resumes together, scouring LinkedIn myself and sending those over to my recruiting partner and then talking about them with that person makes such a difference in kind of building trust, establishing um, that we're doing this together, that we are a partnership, um, I've found to be incredibly helpful. Um, and I'm an extrovert, and so I like being positive and talking, and I, I'm a little bit bubbly, and so sometimes the, the bubbliness uh, is, is <laughs> can, can win people over. <laughs> I love bubbly. Like, it's a, I, you never hear many people describe themselves as bubbly. It's always like you're describing someone as bubbly. I love that. <laughs> Um, you kind of brought me to, so I love the partnership aspect of things because in recruiting, I mean, we've definitely, that's what we teach recruiters. Hey, this is a partnership. Like this is, you know, it doesn't work if you're not, you know, um, talking together and working it out and all those things. Do you feel, because obviously this was, this was seems like more of just your nature. You figured out how you could win in hiring. You figured out how to do it quickly. But do you feel like maybe this should be in hiring managers KPIs? You know, like they're, they, their goals should actually be directly with recruiting and with the recruiting team in general. Or like, how do you motivate them to do it? Like, I'm just thinking like your best case scenario, let's solve for the worst case or even the average. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, my immediate response is I don't want to tell anybody else about this because <laughs> I I get so many of the great candidates as a result. Um, <clears throat> no, I'm, I'm just joking. I, I think what's really interesting about that question is it's unfortunate that people need external motivation to make these things happen. What I've found is when you take the time, the energy, working with your recruiting partner and looking at LinkedIn and scouring resumes and brainstorming together, um, you hire significantly faster. And so you're saving a lot of time. And so it's not even like it's this big investment that you're supposed to do and the company is telling you that it's important. It's you win by by taking this time and energy and investment, you are getting higher quality candidates faster. Um, and so, yes, if if this is what people need to kind of push them over the edge to, to feel comfortable taking the, the leap and doing this, then absolutely KPI is great. Um, I think if people are wanting to hire high quality candidates and that's the KPI, then I think the solution to that is build a really strong relationship with your recruiting partner. Agreed. How do you, so I, I know like there's been hiring managers that are like, oh my God, I have like the best recruiter. I'm so lucky. Like, like just like how you're, how you're vibing now, but then internally recruiters get put on different projects, different hiring managers, how, and then now you have to redo this relationship and spending the time and stuff. How would you recommend internally? Like that should be handled. Um, 
Are you asking how companies should handle it or how a hiring yeah. manager? A hi- well, maybe just a hiring manager because it's like you don't want to be bummed you and you don't want to be like, oh, my God, that was just a waste of time. Like, I mean, maybe I'm asking too, too, too big of a picture, <laughs> like too strategic of a question here. But like, I guess it's just like, how can you build rapport quickly while still getting to your end goal? Yeah. Um, one thing that I found, I've, I've worked at both small and big companies. Um, and so even when I'm at bigger companies where there's a reasonably sized recruiting team, recruiters talk. I've found that when recruiters, I think a lot of recruiters' experiences is that their hiring managers aren't easy to work with or enjoyable to work with. And so when you are that person, um, you're talked about and you stand out and recruiters tend to like you. And so one of the wonderful things that I've at least experienced in my you know, in my time doing this is if I'm going from one recruiter and I've worked with a recruiter for, you know, a couple hires and we've had a great time um, and another recruiter is assigned to me or something like that, um, the previous recruiter will talk to them. And oftentimes they already even know maybe who the hiring managers are at the company that are standing out. And so sometimes that alone can be incredibly helpful and kind of ease the transition. Um and I always like having a an initial kickoff. Sometimes I do like I do weekly one on ones with my recruiters. But in the very beginning, it is half an hour or two half an hour sessions, and it is nothing about recruiting. It is nothing about the roles that we're trying to fill. It is just who we are, getting to know each other, the the positive experiences that we've had, and and just really getting to know each other as people. Um, I think that's a, a huge kind of foundation for this kind of relationship. And if we jump so quickly into this is what I need from you and this is how quickly I need it, uh, I think it just you get off on the wrong foot. It's like music to my ears. I, I can't even like when you're saying we just spend an hour getting to know each other. I'm like, what? Like in, in any roles, who does that these days? Which I think it's so there's so much value in that um, that approach. But I was wondering, so is this internal recruiters that you're talking about? Like the, the dynamic, is that who you work with primarily? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. Um, primarily, yes, um, but not exclusively. Um, I've, I've a lot of what I've been talking about applies to all recruiters. Um, I've done this with folks internally, externally. Um, I, I mean, I w- and one of the the things that's sort of interesting about w- one of the things you were saying just before this is, um, I think it's a little bit different in a remote world. I think mm-hmm. when we were in person, and recruiters are you know, you're you're talking, you go out to lunch, you ha- you get coffee, you spend some time together, it's easier, it's more natural to take that time to get to know them. And in a remote world where everyone is stuck in meetings all day long and doesn't want to spend more time in meetings, that's the last thing that people want to do is just have get to know you time. And um, so I think that that is, is important. Um, but I think that is important regardless of if that person is internal or external. I think the, the only complication is some like if if the external partner is not someone who you're going to be working with for a long period of time it's different um yeah and and i think it, it you know depends if you're working with a team of people and but also i i think these are these are important relationships and these are important conversations um and you know it's kind of fun yeah that was going to be part two of my question was like do you apply the same approach with external as you do as internal and you said yes um so it sounds like that's the case but it's how would you recommend that hiring managers stick to your approach or do an approach like this whenever or take an approach like this whenever they will be working with different recruiters? Whenever, so whenever I did internal recruiting, we tried to align 
Like this is the recruiter that recruits for sales. This is the recruiter that recruits for engineering. Like you try to align it to where the same recruiter is going to work with the same hiring managers in an effort that they'll want to build those relationships, that they'll have that report. Because I imagine that would get hard and people would be less motivated to want to establish the relationships and the get to know you and spend that time if they're like, well, I'm just going to have another recruit, a different recruiter next time, you know? So do you, do you recommend aligning to where you're working with the same recruiter? Is that approach that you would take? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> or are you like, I like to get to know different people. So I'm, I don't mind working with different recruiters, even though so-and-so is a proven recruiter. We have a great relationship. Bring on any newbies. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good question, and I don't know that I have a one answer. I think yeah. it, it, it depends a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I think rapport has a lot to do with it, and having r- rapport might be might be more important than someone who has a particular specialties. If you've been working with them and just mm-hmm. have a great rapport and have hired a bunch of folks together. Um, but I also think it's as a hiring manager, probably as a recruiting partner as well, um, it's really important to be able to get good at building rapport with folks quickly. And so having that experience and having more repetitions doing that is also a, a great skill to be developing because if you're a hiring manager now, you're likely going to be a hiring manager later and you'll continue to work with lots and lots of recruiters. And the more reps you have building these relationships, I think is really good. So how would you recommend training hiring managers? And I'm very selfishly asking. <laughs> so we have like we um, we were thinking, OK, as from the recruiting standpoint, it's like, look, this is broken. This relationship doesn't exist like it should. Like you said, hiring managers don't take the time. And essentially, it's like you could give a little to get a lot. Right. But like you have to show them data. And so we developed hiring manager training and we're like, oh, this is going to sell like hotcakes because Mm. this is like, we have to make this faster. We have to make it a more enjoyable experience. And it's like, we got crickets over here, right? So obviously companies don't want to, you know, do training for hiring managers, but I feel, and it seems like you feel the same way, this actually could be super valuable. So like, just, let's just say you're the trainer of all hiring managers because you've got, you've got it going on. What would you really, um, what training would they be going through? And, and what would be what would feel worth their time? It's not a sexual harassment training certification, right? This is like this is real stuff that you could use at every single company. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting question. Before I answer that, I'm I'm kind of curious, why was there not reception to what you shared with with companies? Well, so they because they were treating it like a sexual harassment training. Where oh, okay, we're going to take all of like our hiring managers, and it was like, hey, can we just have like a digital course? Yeah, you could. Or we could align it and role play on what's actually going on in the organization. What is the challenges? Hey, let me uh, let me take a survey of the recruiting team and the hiring managers. Let's figure out what's broken because it's not a one size fits all situation. But I remember um, when Taylor and I were building this, uh, she was like, there's no way companies are going to let their hiring managers, they get paid the most, sit through four to six hours and role play and like figure this out. And I, and I was constantly like, why not? But Taylor wrote it. You're probably better to answer this because you were on that page. Yeah. So I've, I've worked with clients, pretty big clients that required all their hiring managers to go through hiring manager interview training. Like it was it was a requirement. It was one of their goals. They had to do it. And it was all day long and they had to sit through role plays. And they I mean, they hated it. It was like pulling teeth, but they were so efficient, so good at hiring. It was also they had SLAs built into their goals about being responsive and providing feedback within, you know, 48 hours. And they're just, it, they had an amazing hiring process and like won awards for um, their approach to recruitment. But I think 
oftentimes companies don't really going back to like what we said in the beginning of this conversation, hiring managers and com- companies and some hiring managers don't really see the value in recruiting or think it's like, how hard is it to go find me people? You know, just go out there like they don't want to invest the time. This is not where they feel they need to invest time in. So it wasn't one of those things where people are like, I need this training no, no one was raising their hand to take it. And then I, yeah, having been in corporate for so long, I was telling Brandon, no, no companies that I know minus that one with that being the exception are going, they value recruiting enough to take their hiring managers or, or employees out of production for a whole day or half a day or whatever it is to put them through this. So they shouldn't value it in summary. It's so interesting as a, as a hiring manager, and I'll answer your question in a minute, but as, as a hiring manager, one of the things, or maybe even as a engineering leader, one of the things that I've been told so so many times is you should be spending 40 to 50% of your time recruiting. If that's true, if I'm spending nearly half of my time recruiting, how can this not be a priority? And how can these kinds of relationships and the process and the quality of candidates that we're looking for and the quality of the relationship, which results in, you know, better quality candidates and so on, not be important? Um, and also what's interesting is I am responsible for the time of my the engineers on my team, or at least when it comes to recruiting. And so if I'm sending candidates to folks that are on my team and they're low quality, then I'm wasting their time as well, um, which is which is very interesting to me because as a hiring manager, um, it's, it's important, but as a engineering manager, just a manager of people, it feels like a horrible use of time to not be spending the time doing, I mean, all of these things, which is really interesting. Yeah. Well, think about how many managers are actually trained internally. You know, like think about who's actually made a manager. Oh, the person who did this job the best is, or who's been here the longest. Okay, great. You're a manager. It was never like, hey, do you like to lead? Do you like to mentor? What's your, what's your theory on this? I mean, like, I know, take you speak to that a lot on how you can be a good manager. I mean, this goes like, this is literally goes hand in hand and the Mm -hmm. lack of training. It does. It does. And and what's interesting is going to your earlier question of what would I include in the training? I think a lot of it is starting with the outcomes because um, I find recruiting to be fun. Not a lot of engineering leaders find recruiting to be fun. And so for me, it's intrinsically, it's just like, yeah, let's do this. This, this is going to be great. Um, but that's not the reason that I do it. The reason that I do it is because the quality of candidates is higher. When you build strong relationships, when you can work really well with your recruiting partner, they have a much, much, much better understanding of what you're looking for. And so often, recruiting managers aren't technical. I'm, I'm in a technical role. I'm looking for technical people. It's, it's really hard to have them know what I'm looking for if I'm not spending a lot of time talking to them, brainstorming with them, giving them feedback on the candidates that they're sending in. Um, and I think sometimes giving feedback on the candidates that they're, that they're sending to me, that takes trust and trust is built. You establish that by having a good relationship. Um, and the other one in terms of outcomes is I hire much faster. I, uh, there's for many reasons. Um, one is the quality of the candidates is just higher. And so when you have higher quality candidates coming into the funnel, you're more likely to land somebody. Um, and I was talking with Brianna about this earlier, but this is my little known secret. So don't tell anybody. Um, exactly. but oh, well. <laughs> are, are we live? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, but w- when I'm working, especially at bigger companies where there's multiple recruiters and I have an open role and I'm amongst 10 other hiring managers that have open roles, 
when the hiring manager and I have a really good relationship and a great dynamic, and there's a candidate that comes in that they know is a great fit for me, and they don't really understand if it's a great fit for some of the other roles because they don't have as good of an understanding, they send them to me even if I'm not the priority hire, even if they shouldn't be sending it to me. Mm-hmm. And so I, I skip the line. <laughs> and 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 it's it's fantastic. It's 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 fun. You get incredible candidates and um and I don't think it's no, you can argue if it's fair or it's unfair, but I think just the more that you can really help your recruiting partner know, like get into your mind of what you're looking for and what makes a good candidate on your team and why are the why are the current employees on the team doing well and what does it mean to thrive and all of those kinds of things mean that the kinds of candidates that you're going to get are just going to be a better fit for what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Managers leave and join. I mean, sorry, people leave and join companies because of managers, you know? And so it's like, you can highlight like, you know, like, oh my God, Tyke's amazing. So if I'm talking to a candidate, I'm going to pop them up. I'm like, oh my God, Tyke's so amazing. The way that he he leads and mentors, he really cares. Like he's built a relationship with me. He'll build it with you. Like that would be my prep, right? Because that's my job. My job is to prep people. Well, I've also had to prep on the other side. Hey, you know what? This hiring manager means well, but comes across a little aggressive just to let you know. You know, it's like, hmm, which one is, which way is the candidate going to go, right? <laughs> you know, what's the easier sell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit easier. Okay. So we're coming up on time. So I think, I know, I would love to hear, as I know our listeners would, what is your broke to boss tip? Ah, it's, it's a great question. I mean, I think so much of what we've talked about kind of rolls up into this, but if you want to hire faster and if you want to hire better quality candidates, invest in your relationship with your recruiting partner. You said that during the conversation. I was like, that's a bro to boss. That's such a good one. From a hiring manager's perspective, invest in that relationship if you want to hire faster and get the best quality candidate. I love it. So I'm going to go against the grain here for a second because I cannot leave this conversation. Listeners, you will thank me for this. What can a recruiter do, though? to make themselves a great partner. I just want to touch on that really quickly and I know we're out of time, but I have to. Yeah, it's a it's a very good question. Um, and I, I welcome the question because I don't get that one very often. Um, be curious about what the hiring manager is looking for. And I think I, I think I've, I've found a lot of recruiting or some some recruiting partners that do this very well, where they really want to get to know me. They really want to get to know the team. They really want to get to know what are the kinds of candidates that are or the kinds of employees that are thriving at the company? Um, and when they do that, it opens up the hiring manager. The hiring manager loves, like people love to respond to questions like that. And when, especially when they get to talk about themselves or their own team. And so when, when those questions are brought to the hiring manager, they get to say, this is what's great about the team or this is what's good about, you know, this kind of candidate. And I feel like that curiosity leads to really interesting conversations. Perfect. Love that. And love that. Another episode, Taylor was just talking about how she always has to ask the why. So as a great quality recruiters, ask why, (laughs) ask how. (laughs) Like Taylor, thank you so much. Um, And we will see you, you know, every single week, but great, great, great nuggets. Reunite hiring managers and recruiters. That's right. Thank you for having me. This is a ton of fun. Thank Thank you, y'all.